What's up, everybody? Welcome to Water Break. My name is Ryan Cavan, and I'm here with my co-host, Terrell Thorogood. What's up, everyone? And like always, we've got another dope episode prepared for you guys. So before you keep listening, hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast app you're listening to right now. You ready to relax? Take a water break. Welcome back to another episode of Water Break. Happy Wednesday to everybody. And uh, we're excited for another episode. Got a uh, another week in review here. It's been a little bit since we've done a week in review, so I guess we can call this weeks in weeks review. Weeks in review, yeah. We we've uh, we took a week off, and then we did. It's uh it's been a while, so a, a lot's happened in the sports. I think world. the last time we did a week in review was the week after the Lakers won the championship. <sighs> you, just had, you have to literally literally bring it up every time, every episode, every episode from here on. Like out. we said in a Halloween special, this is the end. So. This is the end. You said that. No one else agreed it's, with you. It's wrapping up. Dalen agrees with me. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as he laughs, see? just because he's a Laker hater. He's a Greek. Oh, no, bro. That has nothing to do with it. Yes, it has a lot to do with it. It's really objective. You guys are both I'm extreme biased. Laker haters. Nah, I'm biased. Unbiased opinions. Totally unbiased. Yeah, okay. Well, we're going to hop into the uh, the weeks in review here because we got a lot to discuss. A yeah. lot of things happened in the past few weeks. So, Dalen, let us know. Yeah, right. Like you said, uh, it's been a while. So, there's been a ton of stuff that has happened in the past couple of weeks. Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get to everything. But um, uh-huh. I went ahead and, um, you know, got what was good. So, starting off in the UFC Khabib announced his retirement after defeating Justin Gaethje for the lightweight heavy, the light heavyweight championship. Yeah, that was uh, a crazy fight. I mean, Khabib, you know, Khabib pretty much dominated um, Gaethje, and Gaethje's like Gaethje's no scrub. Yeah, um, no. The you know he he uh, took it to Poirier the last fight, and uh, and speaking of Poirier, that's gonna be a good one with McGregor versus Poirier, but. Uh, Khabib dominated Gaethje. Did you guys see that? Uh, uh, Khabib uh, wanted to put him in a, a, a chokehold because he said he would never. He said he would never tap. Yeah. So I. I yeah. But then he felt bad. He, he didn't felt- want to break his arm in yeah, front of he, his family. Yeah, he didn't want to break his arm, so he had to. So. Yeah, Khabib's a beast, though. He's a monster. Everyone's talking about him being the goat. I don't know. I still. You, I, you think. But, uh, you think he actually is going to retire, or I don't think so. No, um, I don't. Dana Dana White specifically said, I think it was that night or the day after in an interview that uh, he spoke with Khabib, saying it was an emotional decision and everything like that, and he's going to reevaluate it. And so, just when you have those second thoughts, like immediately after, I, I don't think he's going to retire. I don't know. He said he made I mean, a he promise to his mom, so. I mean, he was definitely emotional after that fight. So, I mean, if if, he, if that's something, I feel like if he said something like that, like that's that's pretty serious and something to kind yeah. of stand by. But I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Major League Baseball. The 32-year drought is over, boys. It's Our over. Los Angeles Dodgers won the World Series four games to two, and Corey Seager took home the World Series MVP. I love L.A. We that love was, it. We love it. Um, that I mean, one. That one feels good. Yeah, it, it felt good. It, it was. I, I thought we were all gonna watch it together, but we didn't. Um, we were all socially distant, and uh, we watched from our that's right respective as houses. we are right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but I mean, I, I guess I'll go with my perspective first, and you guys will share like what you guys yeah. thinking. I mean, I was at, I was in my room watching the game, and um, my palms were sweating like crazy. I mean, you know, part of it ready to celebrate on social media, but then also just like, come on, come on, come on, we can't like just hold on. Let's get this dub. Let's yep. get this this K and and let's win it. But. I was I was nervous and finally we won. I woke up everybody in the house just clapping and and cheering and um everybody else in the house was not really baseball fans so they didn't really care but but I was going crazy. So I mean that that was me just finally that uh, we did it. Like in, in especially like you know in our lifetimes never seeing them win a championship. Yeah. And then going through the roller coaster of the Astros and then obviously I mean we didn't make the World Series of the Cubs, you know, losing to the Cubs and then Red losing Sox. the Red Sox. So it was just like then the Nationals. You know, yeah. yeah, and the Nationals. So it was like finally we did it. So that was that was me. That was my that was my angle. How yeah. about you, Ryan? I think it was an extremely entertaining World Series. There was so much that happened. I mean, when you look back to um game two, the same thing happened as in game six when Gonsolin got pulled out early, got pulled out in the first. I was at that game and then having to rely on um, uh, you know, your relief pitchers the entire time. He had to rely on the bullpen the entire time. Ended up losing that game on game two, obviously, after game one win. And then uh, game four, obviously, the craziness of that. Jansen coming in the ninth and just blowing it up. And uh, it was it was like Little League out there, really. It was, it yeah. was just absolutely terrible. Those two errors, uh, that error in the outfield, and then uh, that throw to Will Smith. He turned his glove before the ball even hit his – before even, the, yeah, he, before he even he, had possession of it, he turned his glove and – uh, just those those really really dumb errors. I think it was Chris Taylor that um, that had the error out there, but I don't remember for sure. But I think it was Chris Taylor. Uh, but just after that, and then game five, and then game six, um, going going through five innings after five, I uh, I didn't think we were going to win the game. Uh, uh, Tony Snell was just pitching a oh, yeah. phenomenal game, He's unbelievable, cooking. and. Uh, you know, you you saw when he got pulled out after Chris Taylor got um got that first hit, um, and when he got pulled out, you could visibly see he was upset. I mean, you saw his lips; he was yeah. very upset <laughs> and very angry. Um, and Kevin Cash, that was just such a stupid move to me. Um, I, I'm not, you know, again, we we're, we're extremely critical of coaches and managers and stuff like that, and I'm not. I, I try not to be sometimes because it's like you know I wouldn't do any better, but at the same time, I think in that situation, um. You give up one hit, it doesn't matter what the analytics say, you roll with your ace. Like, yeah. if, if he's throwing that well, and especially after that game two win that I mentioned earlier, he he was lights out as well um, when they pulled Gonsolin early. Both those times, those guys went head-to-head both times. So, uh, for him to not roll with him at least another inning or two was really foolish to me. Um, and then, that game was so close the whole time. Uh being two one uh, when we were two, when we were up two one after that sixth inning, and then in the ninth when Mookie hit that home run, uh, it was it was over. We felt it. We felt it. I mean, we debated like who should have been. In, I mean, I, I I thought you know Turner maybe may had a good run at MVP, but do you think Kevin Cash should have been in, in MVP <laughs> of, the, of the World Series? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, all jokes aside, I mean he he really was at least the MVP of that game. Yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, uh, obviously Mookie hitting that home run. Mookie also scored another run. Um, you know, as far as the Dodgers go, he was the MVP of that game. And actually probably the whole bullpen you can include into the MVP. But 
yeah, I mean, if we're being realistic, it was definitely Kevin Cash for that game. But I think it was a smart choice given Seager the MVP. He definitely was the rock throughout the entire playoffs, batting 400 in the World Series, and then obviously in the NLCS, uh, he was just he was an absolute beast in the NLCS. And when we were down three one, he hit every big hit when he needed to hit it. Yeah. And so I th- I think it was well deserved for sure. For sure. What do you think, Day? Yeah, I mean, I just think it was a breath of fresh air just with, you know, everything that's been going on in 2020 and finally just being able to see a team that you're, you know, a fan of just give you something this year that was like, yeah. you know, something that we all needed. So, you know, I was definitely thrilled and excited for our, for our guys. And, yeah, on, on hopefully we can uh, get another one next year. Um, sticking with the MLB, the Boston Red Sox are bringing back Alex Cora as their manager. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I, I I don't really know. You know what's funny is we, for some reason, we really hate on the Astros, but I don't know why we don't hate as much on the Red Sox. Um, I mean, they did the same thing, but was it, I don't know, I, I guess was it not to the same extent or what, what was kind of the issues there? But um, I, I mean, to me, it's kind of like the MLB didn't really do anything about it. I mean, he yeah. got a one-year suspension, mm-hmm. so... I mean, I, I don't blame the Red Sox. Like, if they're like, well, we, we didn't really – he got a one-year suspension, so we might as well just roll with him. I mean, he's he's a great manager. I think it was I think it was a smart decision to bring him back. Yeah. Yeah. The Chicago but, um, White Sox have hired Hall of Famer Tony La Russa as their next manager. He was last in the league in 2011 when he and the Cardinals won mm-hmm. the World Series. Yeah, I saw that. I, I – I was blown away. I didn't. Me too. I didn't expect his name to be brought up in that conversation at all. Um, I, I believe that that 2011 with Albert Pujols mm-hmm. last last time. Um, I think to me, I think it's. I don't know. I, we talk a lot about legacy on the show. Um, I, I mean, I think it was kind of almost a mic drop uh, to leave when you did. You know, with yeah. that with winning winning with Albert and then him leaving and then you leaving together. I think that was kind of a cool story. But um, you know. I wish him luck, and yeah. I think he's Sometimes a great manager. Sometimes you get the itch, and you just want to come back. And Yeah, he was just born at home, maybe. Yeah. We'll see how he does. Uh, moving on to college football, number 20-ranked USC beat Arizona State 28-27 in a comeback win in the Coliseum to start off Pac-12 play. And as you guys know, I was super pumped about that game. Yeah, we got a few um, texts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm happy the Pac-12 is back and, you know, couldn't have started off better with a, you know, comeback win. So, um, you know, that was, that was a big win for, um, for us. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see how, um, you know, the Pac-12 is going to, you know, finish. You know, I think they have seven games and, you know, we'll see how all, how all the other teams do. So um, that was pretty cool. Extremely entertaining yeah. game. Yeah, it was, I mean, well, the – I guess three and a half quarters was yeah, was <laughs> was 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 rough. I mean, we we both want Clay Elton gone. Um, Still, yeah. but you know, and then obviously there was you know high hopes of uh, Kingsbury, but uh, you know, Clay Helton has not done the the greatest of jobs, and so it's I don't know. It seems like like this was one of those games like there was like probably two or three even last year where it was like, all right, this is the game where he loses a job like we're ready like yes and then like the 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 trojans pull it out and you're like he lives to see another day day, you know so like and and this was like another one of those games like are you kidding me and then you know getting the getting the onside kick and everything like i don't know it was but i mean it was a good recovery almost was like this was borderline uh, atlanta falcons but i don't know but but uh 
fun uh, fun game. But I'm looking I, forward to I, the rest I, of uh, conference play. It still blows my mind. Onside kicks still blows blow my mind. Like, like how a team can how how can you not be more prepared for that? Like, I, I, I think it's just the luck of it's the bounce. It's just whatever wherever the I ball. I guess, but I feel like the ball still hit him in the shoulder, right? Yeah, a lot of times it's the guys just don't catch it cleanly or it, they bobble it and once yeah. it bob, once you bobble it it's it's 50 50 sometimes it's even the defense is it's a it's a sure grab for them i mean i mean being a, like i i i was on hands team in high school and part of it too is like the the psychological i'm going to get hit yeah like right now and and i'm not in a position to brace myself because it's you know, whatever you're running, if you're running the ball, wherever, even like as a receiver, like you can still like you, whether you're in the air to shoot yourself or whatever, but like your whole job is to like pick up this ball. Cause it's, it's loose. Like, right. Like as a receiver, if you throw it quarterback throws, you get hit and you drop it. It's a dead ball. But like, and you know, and an onside kick, it's like the ball is live and I might get wrecked on this play and I get that. you know, lose it. So I think a lot of times when you see it, like hit a player like that, like it's usually he's, looking up to see where the to see where the defense is like how close are they or whatever so i don't know sometimes it's it's the bounce it's the bounce of the ball it's mentally bracing for that yeah. hit too so yeah i don't know yeah it's, i agree with that another exciting game last weekend fourth ranked notre dame defeated the number one team in college football the clemson tigers in double overtime 47 to 40 in south bend Huge win for Notre Dame. However, the Tigers were without Trevor Lawrence. Yep. So give, you know, what that may be. But at the end of the day, Notre Dame, you know, pulled one off and yeah. and uh, upset the number one team in the nation. I mean, you always have to give credit to the team that wins. I mean, regardless, you, you have to play with, with who you have available. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you, you can make excuses for so many championship runs and everything. You know, we didn't have this. We didn't have this player. But... The truth of the matter is you have to play with who you have available. But let's not kid ourselves. If Trevor Lawrence is on that field, Clemson wins the game. I mean, I, I, I don't I don't really – I mean, and again, I you have to give Notre Dame credit. Clemson lost. But if Trevor Lawrence is on that field, they win the game. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, both, I mean, both teams played well. Like, it was – you know, I think it was more of a fun game. I don't know if it was like a – like, it wasn't like a wow, like, you know, like, yeah, you know, the, either quarterback, Ian Book and – Unless you're a Notre Dame fan, I can't. I can't Unless pronounce the uh, uh, Clemson uh, quarterbacks. Utulele, how do you say it? Uwe Ungalale. Uwe Ungalale. There you go. Uwe Ungalale. Uwe Ungalale. Yeah, I mean, both quarterbacks they played okay. Like they weren't, you know, wow. I wasn't wowed by either of them. But yeah. So I mean, it was a good game, like a good win. It was one of those things, like Notre Dame. You can't lose this game. Like that's where I felt, like yeah. you know, Clemson's down, down their starting quarterback get this win, you know, and it, and it still bodes well for, for Notre Dame, you know, at, at a chance to, yeah, you know, potentially I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming I haven't heard anything like as far as the playoffs, if they're not, if they're not going forward with their, are they, they're still doing, I'm assuming they're still doing playoffs. So. I think so. Just, yeah. So it, it kind of, it, it helps comes it helps the Notre Dame's case as far as the playoff goes. Yeah, for sure. All righty. We'll move into the NFL. The new Orleans saints defeated Tom Brady's bucks 38 to three. Breeze threw for 222 yards and four touchdowns, while Brady threw for 209 yards and three interceptions. Yeah, I mean, defeated. You really took it easy on them, just saying they just simply <laughs> lost. Like they demolished. They got wrecked. They got wrecked. That you know, in that game. And um, look, I, I, I was leaning towards the Bucks. I mean, my DraftKings lineup was heavily for the Bucks. 
And it was just... So you obviously didn't do very well. No, it didn't do well. I think he got like 60 points or something, something like that, um, in that in that game. But, I mean, for the Bucks to not... They, they didn't run the ball. They ran the ball four times. I mean, statistically five times. But one of them was a kneel down. Like, to run the ball four times in the game... That's the least of the few amount of rushing, fewest amount of rushing attempts ever in NFL history. Yeah, like that's just that's that's just crazy to not run to not run the ball. You, I mean, you have two two solid backs. Like you're not going to give them the ball. You're just going to say Tom Brady, let's just drop back and just throw just throw the football. The Saints have the Saints have a really good defense, probably an underrated defense at that, especially in their secondary with with uh, Malcolm Jenkins and. Um, and um, Marcus Lattimore, like their their secondary, their secondary solid, their pass pass rush is solid, and you're just gonna say Tom Brady, you're 43 years old, just drop back and just throw it every every single time, and you know they were just you know a lot of three and outs and obviously turnovers like and bad bad turnovers too, like you know Tom Brady did not look good at all, and but I I give more so credit to the Saints too, yeah, like I I really like the way they played. Now, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, he's my guy. He's one of my favorite players in the league, obviously. You know, his days with the Broncos. But, like, he's, he stepped up. He's been a – he's – I think he's a, one of the big missing pieces, too, in that offense, someone to help out Michael Thomas. You know, the, uh, the Saints obviously getting Michael Thomas back is huge. And then Kamara, I, I mean, I, I mean, obviously – um Oh, my goodness. The right, uh, Vikings running back is slipping me. Um, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. Dalvin Cook's balling right now, but Kamara, I think all around receiving and running, I think he's the best back, at least top two back in the, in mm-hmm. the league. So, I mean, I, I, I really I really liked what the Saints did last, uh, I think last we, night. I think what you said is, is, is true. You got to give credit to the Saints, but at the same in the same sense, it was it was a pretty embarrassing performance by the by the buccaneers i mean oh, yeah. i mean you're you're right you you got to give credit to where credit is due but um to not to not score a touchdown for tom brady to be just absolutely pitiful really it it was it was just a complete embarrassment for sure do you think like do you think the bucks are do you think we've given them too much i mean i i think they'll be a playoff team yeah but do we think we we put a little bit too much stock in in the bucks what do you think day mm no, I mean, I'll never, I'll never bet against Tom Brady ever. I mean, just seeing, you know, his, his resume of things and and how he always, you know, just finds a way to win or or come, you know, he comes back and wins or or, or what it. And they have know. so many weapons. And yeah, especially now. I mean, yeah, you can say he's forty three, this and that, but I mean, it's Tom Brady, and yeah. until he, you know, walks off that field in retirement, I mean, he's gonna do Tom Brady things. So. I don't think I don't think so, um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know they make a, a deep uh, run in the playoffs and maybe even uh, get to that Super Bowl. So we'll see. You, you brought up he was forty three. I just I thought of it, like they kept him in the game the whole time and he was just getting getting wrecked. Like, I feel like NFL teams should do more of like how they how the Patriots did with Cam Newton and the Niners with Garoppolo. Garoppolo, like they should sit starting starting quarterbacks like when the game is out of reach like that. They should just, especially when you know when Tom Brady's just old like yeah. that, and you're down thirty-eight nothing. Like, I just call it a game. Like, it's not like soccer where you know whatever. If you, you make it yeah, closer, yeah. like you're gonna get some points. Like, just, just end, I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought, interesting I point. No. 
some other notable headlines. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes passes Dan Marino as fastest to 100 passing touchdowns. Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson ties Dan Marino for best start by quarterback, 25-5. and five. And J.J. Watt notches his 100th career sack, becoming the fifth fastest player in NFL history. Um, so those uh, definitely were, uh, I mean, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good stats uh, for yeah. these guys. I would say to me the most impressive is Pat Mahomes. Um, I mean, he's overall the best player for sure. I think um, Lamar Jackson to me is one of those players that's extremely overrated. Um, I think he had a, a great year last year, but I, I don't think he's going to continue to live up to the hype. Uh, but Pat Mahomes for sure, I think has lived up to the contract that he's been given and is continuing to live up to the hype that we've given him. Yeah. I think Lamar Jackson will settle in. I don't think he falls off to the, you know, to the, I guess, RG three level or whatever. I don't think, yeah. he, you know, drops. I mean, obviously the injury dropped, um, RG three off, but I think he settles into a, Dante Culpepper, Donovan McNabb type of player, a good mobile quarterback who's a good, he's, he'll be a starter in the NFL for a long time. Um, he'll have some really good years. If you put a good team around him, like he's going to, you know, in, in a good defense, he'll play well. That's where I see him, you know, the McNabb, Culpepper, you know, boat. Mahomes is unbelievable. He's on pace right now to throw 50 touchdowns and two interceptions crazy like that's that's insane like again the, he's got one interception this year and it was really like it was the one loss they have against the Raiders it was the fourth and eight or nine or something like that like they're trying to come back or whatever fourth down they're trying to come back at the end of the game like trying to pull off the you know trying to pull off a win at the end of the game he just threw the ball in the middle of the, threw the ball in the middle of the field to try to make something happen so I mean this dude this dude's insane like he's He's crazy good. I think like I he gets he gets the Aaron Rodgers comparison, but I think I, I think the difference between him and Rodgers is I feel like I mean they both got that swag and that confidence, but I think with Mahomes there's like I think he's just more fearless to throw mm-hmm. like at anybody. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I like I I don't see him just backing away from some of the yeah. best defenders i see him whether and and then just seeing him like even run at linebackers like you know he's i think he's just a tad more fearless than than aaron Rodgers was i don't know that's that's the difference but they're very close yeah i agree with that uh wrapping it up in the nfl washington's alex smith threw his first touchdown pass since his gruesome injury in 2018 yeah, so, so cool to see that um i think we talked about this maybe our last week in review or a couple times ago just such a beautiful story and really so happy to see just the journey he's taken and from potentially losing his leg to now throwing that touchdown pass. I think it's cool for not only him, but for his family who's been on that journey with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool to see, you know, these guys come back and, and return to return to play. And, you know, I mean, Washington is not a good team, but yeah, still to see him, I guess, go out on a, on a high note. I don't know if he's done after this season, but just not go out with a gruesome injury yep. injury and go out on his own terms. So, Definitely. Well, uh, wrapping it up, and last but not least, let's talk some NBA news. Not a ton has happened since the Lakers won the championship, but a lot of coaching changes have happened in the in this off se- this shorter off season. Um, so I'm just gonna go um, off uh, real quick and just do some outs and ins. So the Brooklyn Nets out is Kenny Atkinson. In is Steve Nash. Chicago Bulls out Jim Boylan. In Billy Donovan. 
Cleveland Cavaliers out John Beeline in J.B. Bickerstaff. Houston Rockets out Mike D'Antoni in Steven Silas. New Orleans Pelicans out Alvin Gentry in Stan Van Gundy. New York Knicks out David Fisdale in Tom Thibodeau. Clippers out Doc Rivers in Ty Lue. And the Sixers out Brett Brown and in Doc Rivers. Out of all of those guys, give me your opinion on which is the, I guess, the most impressive hire. And uh, maybe give me your guys' most... uh, I guess uh, you know, dis- disappointed disappointment hire there. Um, I mean, for me, like the most impressive hire, um, I really like Stephen Silas to the Rockets. Uh, uh, that that one that was, yours. That one was interesting. Mine. He came from what Dallas? Dallas. Dallas. He came from Dallas. Um, I he's, like he's deserved a head coaching role for a while. Right? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, his dad, Paul Silas. You know, LeBron's first head, first head coach. Um, I. I you know, just seeing him in different interviews and, you know, seeing, you know, hearing obviously his plan to of what he wants to do and implement it. Like, you know, he says he I want to put my players in the best position to to win more so like than just focusing on analytics the whole time and and like going with different lineups. Like sometimes we'll go small ball, but sometimes we do need to have um, uh, post players and interior presence and. So I I really like the the hire Stephen Silas if if I want to go with a second I guess yeah. um, impressive hire is I I, I like um, Stan Van Gundy to the Pelicans too I I, I, I like that move I yeah think. that one would have my mind too I I like he's he's a very uh, good coach with younger younger yeah. players and he's yeah. uh, you know he's good at developing just look at the you know the Magic team he had you know with Dwight Howard and all of them young guys but. Yeah, you know, was able to do something with them, so that would be interesting. I'll see, you know. It's and a, I, I think it didn't work out for him in Detroit because he was running management GM, and yeah. coaching yeah. and all of that. I think that's really why it didn't work out. Um, so, but yeah, I agree with you on that. That's a really good yeah. pick. And as far as disappointing hire, I'm gonna say Tom Thibodeau to the Knicks. Um, I mean, I know the Knicks need that structure, but I, 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 I don't know. I feel like it's gonna, I there's gonna be a the same thing he had with the Timberwolves. Like yeah. you're playing, you got a Even lot of less. Young, yeah, you got a lot of young guys, um, and you know he's a hard nosed coach, and I'm sure they probably want him to come in and bring some discipline and structure. But at the same time, like I don't know, I feel like he's built for more. You know, when he had obviously assisting in Boston, when he had the you know was with the big three, and then obviously in Chicago, when you have a Jimmy Butler, you get to coach, or you get to coach a Rondo, you know, getting to coach. Derek Rose, Derek like Rose, yeah. you know, Luval Dang, like guys who are just Carlos Boozer, yeah, Joe guys yeah. are who are just here to play ball. Like that's where he, that's his strength. So I think if he had gone maybe to the Clippers, or if he had gone, if you know, if the, you know, uh, yeah, I guess the Clippers would have been a good one, um, you know, for him. Or even did OKC hire anyone yet? No, I don't think I don't think they they have yet. I just know. Yeah, uh, even even OKC, I think would have been a good move for him too, but. Yeah, that that's my disappointment. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you. I like Houston, Stephen Silas. I think again, like I said before, he deserved a, a, a coaching head coaching spot for a while. He's been a great assistant, and uh, I think he really deserved that. And again, I, I uh, echo kind of everything you said. Just listening to him and talk about his plans and what he wants, and even you know giving that assurance of you know this between Russ and James can work out because I think that's been a hot topic for this uh, off season. Is can this work? Should they get rid of one of them? Should they ship one of them out? 
Um, obviously, if you're going to ship one of them out, it should be Russ. Um, but talking back uh, about that back and forth, I think he's he's a great hire. I think a, uh, not the best, but a really intriguing hire is Steve Nash. I think that's going to be really intriguing to kind of yeah. see what happens there. There's already been drama going around about. Um, you know, we don't, you know, anyone can be the head coach and we don't really have a head coach. And then also him bringing in Amari and then Mike D'Antoni now, who's been a head coach for years is now his assistant who yeah. was his head coach. He's like sons. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be such a different dynamic. So I'm really, really intrigued to see what's going to happen there, uh, in Brooklyn and, and, and kind of focus on that. And then, uh, for me, the most disappointing, uh, is, is, I mean, this might be a little disrespectful, but Doc Rivers, um, <laughs> I, I just I, I don't get it. I don't get how in 48 hours he can have a job um, after just being one of the most disappointing coaches in the past 10 years in NBA history. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't really even think start to think about Doc Rivers because I, I felt like it's just understood like that, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot of respect yeah. around the league. I was not saying he doesn't know basketball. Yeah. He yeah, yeah he, no. He's forgotten more than a lot than what we know. But. Um, just from a, a fan perspective and just watching, I mean, yeah, you said just most disappointing, Yep. Uh, you know, turn around. He can just turn around and just get a head coaching job. And, you know, you got other guys out there who are, you know, ready to prove themselves. And obviously he's, I think he's bringing on Sam Cassell with him, you know, who's like, he deserves his shot. You know, yep. why doesn't he get a chance to, you yep. know, run his own team? But yeah, I, I think it's one of those things, you know, I don't know if it's politics or whatever. It's just like you've had such a big name for a long time in the league and a lot of respect. You can just, here's your job. Here's a new job. So, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. It'll be an interesting uh, year to see, you know, how all these new head coaches do in their, in their new teams. But uh, to wrap up this weekend review, uh, the 2020-2021 NBA season will officially begin December 22nd. Um, and that's a very, very short off season for you yeah. know, the NBA. So, We'll see how it uh, how it all works out, but I mean December twenty second. That's Christmas is forty five days away. I mean, just the fact that we're gonna be watching you know NBA games, games on Christmas again, like it's just gonna be. So it's uh, a really seventy one cool. day turnaround. It yeah. it had to be done. It had to be done. Um, to me, there was there was no option from the league's point and from the players' perspective. Um, there was something that came out that said they were gonna lose anywhere from six hundred uh, six hundred million to 750 million dollars if they didn't uh if they started any time after the new year um and they because the players originally wanted a start date on mlk day that's originally what they wanted and they're going to lose out on that much money and that means the organization the players the league everything so there there was just no way it wasn't going to happen when they when they announced that how much money they were going to lose it was like a no-brainer like this is going to happen adam silver was pushing for it and saying look this is what's going to happen if we don't make it happen so uh, and again, you know, there were there were many, multiple teams who didn't even make it to the bubble. Yeah, for those teams who didn't make it to the bubble, you know, they're going to be, you know, they have they've had so much offseason. I think of Trey Young. I mean, everyone forgot about Trey Young. I haven't seen him play since March. Like, yeah, are the you Warriors? Know? Like, you're talking yeah. about teams who've had nine months. Off. They've had twice as you know two off seasons pretty much. But with uh-huh. the, but with so. the teams that did make a deep playoff run, and obviously the teams that were in the conference finals, do you expect to see their stars? playing December 22nd or do you see I do. Some, some, I do. some of them taking a little I think longer? There's, I think there's going to be a lot of load management. I don't think they're not going to show up. I think there's going to be a lot more load management. Um, I think LeBron for the first time in his career might actually, I guess I can't say the first time in his career. I, I would say take more advantage of it than he has the past three or four years because he hasn't had the opportunity to. I think he was on you know uh, early days in the Cavs 
uh, or early days the second time in the Cavs, like I should say. And then near the end of the Heat, I think he did a little bit yeah, more load did. management. Yeah, he did two weeks off, I think, with Miami. And it yeah. took a week off, maybe 10 days or something with but the Cavs. But the last two years uh, with the Cavs and then with the Lakers, he really hasn't had that opportunity. So I think he's going to take advantage of that for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think... I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm obviously not playing. I think from the, a fan's perspective, it's it's almost like you guys have, you know, four months off. Then, yes, you guys had a three-month stretch of, you know, playing a lot of basketball. But then it's like, okay, now you get two months off again and you're going to play, going to jump back right into it. It's it's one of those things that's like, all right, like, yeah. you know, come on. Get, There's get what, into ten, it. 10 less games this year? 70, yeah, 72. 10, yeah, 10, 10 fewer games this year, but – even then, it's like only four teams made a real deep run in the playoffs. Yeah. Like every most of the league, I mean, when you're like 26 teams were done by mid-September, so they, yeah. you know, everybody else got three months off before the season season gets back. Like I said, some t- most of the team, 20 what or 12 of the teams, I think, or 10 of the teams. How many went to the bubble? 22, 20, 20, 20 something like that. So eight, there, eight yeah. to 10 of them got two off seasons, pretty much. So. You know, and then you know the other half of them still get three months off, yeah. pretty much. So, I, I I think it'll be I think it'll be good. We're like I'm looking forward to this to this season. I'm just interested to see they haven't made any announcements as about as far as fans being allowed at games. I know some teams don't like, count on it, Terrell. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't count on it. Well, I look I'm looking at NFL teams that play inside, like the the Colts play inside and the Cowboys play inside, and they have fans too. I mean, obviously they're the 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 uh the seats to the field is pretty further away like the basketball games are a lot closer but you can say hey no courtside seats or whatever you know but like i don't know i think it's possible you know to allow a certain level of fans back for sure we'll see all right well that was uh the weekend review so uh let's jump into today's episode boys the weekend review Alrighty, let's jump into the main topic of the show. I do enjoy Week in Review. Um, yeah. Because it, uh, especially this one was the past like three or four weeks almost. And it was cool just, you know, yeah, some of those things I was like, oh, I forgot about stroll that. Stroll down memory lane. Yeah. And uh, I enjoy I enjoy those discussions. But the main topic uh, that we're going to talk about today is, uh, is something that I think we're going to kind of pose on a little bit here because we've been talking about it a little bit so we we didn't want to ruin all of our discussion but beforehand kind of just going back and forth should athletes take the money should should athletes in situations take the money rather than uh, a situation that is maybe more comfortable for them or uh, a place where they can win a championship easier should they take the money t yeah i mean this is a definitely a one we argued back and forth and we almost made this like a smaller segment on our show for our heart over heads but as we were just debating it we were like no we need, we need to build this out this is uh this is a fun actually dalen dalen brought it up he's like you guys gotta build that out so we uh we're, we're building this one out and we really both feel passionate and we're kind of, we're on opposite sides on this one um but my take is i i believe athletes should take the money like always take the money um, unless you're in a situation where the organization is to take care of taking care of you, which I think is, is true of any job that you work. Like if you're just not satisfied with the direction of the company, you're not satisfied with your, your coworkers or, you know, cause there's situations where you you may be a, a player and you signed on and you liked the coach that, that they hired and then they fired that coach or they fired that GM. And then you have a new regime and they don't really don't care for you that much. And, 
you know, they're not treating you the same way. Like I get it. Like you, you know, probably should just leave, you know, you know, chase the happiness versus chasing the check. I mean, that's, that's with any job, but if you like where you're at and you're in a good position and you're in a you know good spot, take the money, you know, make sure you are to me, I think just, just you know, being, being secure financially, not missing out on millions of dollars. Look, there, there have been a lot of players over the years who have, Hey, I'm going to take that pay cut and leak. I mean, player with, I'm thinking of right now is Giannis, right? He's, he's coming up on, he's got one more year left in his contract. He could be a free agent next year and, you know, sign. He's a, he is a free agent. He's a free agent coming he's up. He's a free agent. Correct. This free agency? This period? free agency. I thought yeah. you had one more. I thought one more year. No, he's a free agent this year. Are we sure? Yeah. Do you want to check that? I, yeah, I thought, I'll check. I thought we had, I think this year and then the next season he's going to be a free agent because they're talking about trading for him to be on a team. Oh, this man. Year. I may be yeah. wrong, but I thought he was a free agent. All right. Uh, continue. Check. Either check. Way. I, I might be wrong. But, anyways, I'm looking at a guy like Giannis who could be a free agent whether it's this year or the next season. Um, he'll be a free agent next next season. So following this this following the season. So he's got this mm. this this year left on his contract, and then the next season he could be a free agent, and he could sign a max deal with the with the Bucks for five with the, the five year max, or he can sign with another team, and he could be le- leaving anywhere between like forty fifty million dollars on the table to say, oh, I'm gonna go be on champion be on a championship level team, and I'm yeah. like. To the casual fan, it's like, oh, what's the difference? Oh, it's, you know, you could be, you know, make $60 million, you make $100 million. Like, you're still more than I make working at Target, right? It's the, I mean, I don't work at Target, but you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> um, but anyways, it's but it's it's $40 million. That's what you have to look at. Do you want to just say, hey, we're you're not going to make $40 million? And to me, that's so much money. Even guys like Shaquille O'Neal says, I... Oh, I, I would always take the money, especially he said, if I got offered, contra- offered contracts like these guys do today, I would always be taking the money. So, I mean, to me, take the money, get that bag, as Marshawn Lynch said, take care of y'all chickens. You know, that's my take. Take that money. Yeah, I I, I mean, I I understand all the points you're you're sharing and everything that you say. But I don't think you're really considering how important legacy is, not just to fans, but to players. Um, There have been so many players in NBA history and in NFL history and and everywhere, really, who who have taken... uh, The MLB doesn't count as much because... You know, they can they can get paid going anywhere. So uh, really what we're talking about is NFL and NBA. Um, and in the NBA specifically, I guess that's the main main one we're talking about because the the bird rights and the supermax and everything yeah. like that, the incentives to stay with your team, I guess this is where this main conversation comes from. But all throughout the NBA, uh, there have been notable players who have – taken less money so that they can build upon their legacy. I mean, you think of the big three in Miami. All of those guys took significantly less money. Uh, I think LeBron and Chris Bosh both took about $15 million, uh, less to to make that team happen. And I think Dwayne Wade was just under $10 million that he left on the table so that they could make that happen. You think of Dirk Nowitzki. He took less money the past four or five years, even though it was, I I think he deserved that for what he had done for the franchise, what he had built there and what he had established. But he said he, for his legacy sake, even though they didn't win anything there, 
uh, he wanted to uh, to have better players around him so that he could uh, uh, do more in that season. And so there have been so many players, countless, even in the NFL, you think of Jerome Bettis, uh, took about $3 million less and ended up winning a Super Bowl that next year because he wanted to allow their team to get better players. And legacy is extremely important to athletes because to athletes, at the end of the day, it is a job, but at the same time, it's it's not. It's 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 their life. Uh, I think you know for for so many people. I mean, you think about any job. You think of an electrician or or, or whatever. Uh, you, you know, someone who's a secretary or an accountant or whatever. Um, I don't think you know they would say that's my job. They wouldn't say this is my life. But for for athletes, it's their job, but it's also their life. I mean, it's consumed their life, their entire life, to where now they're. They're literally um, surrounded by it so much that they are, they care so much about people's perception of them to where their legacy matters so much. And so because legacy matters so much and legacy matters so much to us fans as well, uh, I, I say, uh, you know, in, in certain situations, I mean, if you can get more money and win a championship, great. But if you're in a situation like Giannis, who he's questioning the leadership of uh, of the Bucks organization, man, put yourself in a position where you can win a championship and where you can, and you're still going to make millions and maybe putting yourself in a situation where you come to the Warriors or um, that's kind of the big uh, organization that I think of that that is it, that is shown interest in more even Miami in these places I I think your your sponsorship is going to go up you're going to get more endorsements so you're going to make more money there and you win a championship that just puts you in a better place. I, I I get what you're saying, but like, to me, why sacrifice financially and sacrifice the money, sacrifice the the security over a fan's perspective or a fan's opinion? Like, it, the the legacy is the fan's perspective. It's the fan's opinion. Like, it's it's what I think. I mean, we 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 talk about LeBron James and and oh, well, you know, compare him to Michael Jordan. And we talk about oh, his legacy of championships. Like, that's you know, that's all we talk about like that's you know everything that we say and you know but you got to think of like most people most guys in the NFL, in the in the NBA and even you know in the NFL too like how many guys win championships like how many how many time how many teams win championships how how difficult you hear all the time how difficult it is to win the championship and 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 look at the guys who probably did you know did what you're saying is hey I'm going to sacrifice I'm not going to take the money and then end up you know, say I'm gonna go play for this championship team, and they don't win the championship, and then they miss out on, miss out on that money. You know, or even a guy like Dwayne Wade, who you brought up, who did sacrifice. You know, he got his two championships with LeBron and Wade, which is good, but yeah, like he ended up missing out on forty-two million dollars, or forty-two million dollars. He really left on the table by not being able to sign that max contract and making room for. For wait for uh, LeBron and Bosch to come. Well, he didn't lose four, he didn't lose forty two million because I don't I because you you signed a shorter, um, for for less seasons, which isn't technically forty two million because he still made money that season. Just made it didn't make it into that contract that was connected. He could he could have made forty two million, but wanted to. I get what you're saying, but he could have made forty two million, but took took it off the table to make room for 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 those two guys which is great but i mean you got to think i mean d wade already got his championship and now he's you know ended up you know signing you know one year deal with 
you know, the Bulls and one year deal with the Cavs and then, you know, to again. Because athletes are always chasing. They're chasing something. And he was chasing Kobe. He was chasing that. He wanted that legacy of 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 passing Kobe. And, and so that that's what fuels athletes. That's what makes uh, sports and, and the competitive nature so entertaining to us is that that competitive nature of wanting to be better than that person or wanting to do more than that person. Yeah, which I, I think they, every, everybody wants to win. Everybody has that desire within them to win championships and win titles. But at the same time, Everybody also has that within them to take care of their family, to take care of them, you know, to take care of themselves and to put themselves in the best situation financially. I think most people, most of these young guys coming out of college, you know, and some back, you know, back in the day in high school, they didn't go into the league saying, I mean, they wanted to win, but they didn't say, like, I'm going in here to submit my legacy. Like, that's my number one goal to go to join the league. They're going in there to make that money. They're going like these guys just don't do a one and done because I'm, um, I'm trying to, you know, be the goat. Like that's my number one goal. Like eventually once you're in and once you've gotten a taste of NBA basketball, or maybe you made it to a, a playoff run or you're maybe five, six years and you haven't been there. Maybe your priorities may shift a little shift a little bit, but at the end of the day, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go get that money. You gotta go, gotta get that check these these players though you know you look at you look at where their income comes from their income comes obviously from what they make as a basketball player but these their endorsements often will end up equaling more than what they're making as a player and when you when you look at that uh a better opportunity for more endorsements is being a champion and being in a, a large market and putting yourself in a situation where you can get those endorsements, like being in LA, being in Miami, being uh, in, in, in Golden State and, and those places that putting yourself in a, in a better position to get those endorsements, to get that notice. Then when you get that championship, you're just being put on notice even more to where I think those endorsements are coming in and, and really, really flowing in to where now uh, you're you're being recognized. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to bag on your Spurs, but you you look at you know those guys in San Antonio, um, you know being in that small market, you know kind of getting those you know ghetto you know commercials that they're getting they're for <laughs> those, those those AGB commercials, those grocery dope. store commercials. But and 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 at that time, San Antonio they're winning championships. So you know, but I'm I'm just using that as an example as, as far as that small market. So they're often you know you're you're not getting those endorsements in those small market areas and so wanting to put yourself in a position to get that recognition to get that those big time endorsements uh and and to be in that movie or whatever being in New York being in LA being in Miami so not only are you getting an opportunity to play for a championship and you're still making great money as a player but you're also getting those endorsements and you can get endorsements anywhere but i, I think in those big markets you're really setting yourself up better for those endorsements yeah i mean you said it yourself you can get endorsements anywhere like the fact of there's only one LA. There's real, there's only one New York. There's, you know, th- I mean, those are, I mean, you're talking about movie deals and being on, you know, big giant marquees. Like that's, you know, there, there, there's two really main cities where it's going to happen. And, and again, most guys, I mean, now, nowadays, Let's just like add most, on to the endorsements. I'm most people too. aren't going to New York to play basketball. Like, you know, I mean, Brooklyn, obviously, I mean, now you have Brooklyn, but you know, that's a team that's been around for, or a, a franchise has been around for just a few seasons. And then, you know, obviously, and then there's, you know, you can go play for the Lakers. Like when you're talking about being Hollywood or being, you know, that big of a name, but you can also be in that small market and dominate. You look at Damian Lillard, 
you know, who's, you know, who's in Portland, that's a small market, but you, you are a city, you are an entire, you're an entire city. So your endorsement is no, you're not on, you know, the, whatever, the ruffles bag or whatever, like Anthony Davis, but you are on every billboard in, in the entire town. Your name is on every marquee. You are the city. So there's your endorsement right there and take that money. You look at, you look at, Russell Westbrook, who signed, you know, re, re up with the Thunder instead of, you know, that, you know, Kevin Durant left. And now they were talking about, oh, the Russ might come to the Lakers. You know, he might sign the big contract with the Lakers. He's like, nah, I'm staying with the Thunder. I'm going to win it here. And if I don't win it here, I'm at least like, this is my, this is my town. This is my city. And he was an entire city. James Harden, same thing. He signed that huge contract to, uh, $228 million. He said, Houston's my city. You are a town. Like, to me, I would, I, I, with, 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 there's not being like, there's only maybe four or five huge markets in the league. Most of them are small markets. And I would say, take that money and become the city, become the face of the, the face of the franchise, get that statue, get that, that your legacy is that city. Did you win five, six, seven championships? No. Did you win any championships? Maybe not, but you got the money and you're always remembered in that city. You you talk about the Spurs, Duncan, Parker, Ginobili, they're cemented in San Antonio, the city in in the in its city's lore. Like if you you could look up most famous people in San Antonio, like most recognizable names, like those guys are gonna pop up. When those guys, you know, when their life ends, they pass away the entire city is going to remember them and recognize and recognize them. Just look at the late great Kobe Bryant. I mean, getting part of Figueroa named after him. Like he is the city. Yes. He won championships, but he's the city. Even that contract he got was for what he did for the city. So to me, staying in your town, taking care of yourself financially, staying with it. You can your own your own your the biggest endorsement I think you can get is to be recognized by an entire city. Well, I think I think we're not discrediting also. I mean, championships and like we said, legacy. I mean, those guys the the will to win a championship we've seen countlessly time and time again is more important to them than money. I mean, I, I, names we've named so many great players who have taken less money to win a championship, and I don't think we really understand the magnitude of how important that that is to these NBA players. Uh, money is important, but to them, I think if you really ask them, um, you know, like you said, going into the league, what is what is important? Getting that bag, but then once you get that bag, it's what is the most important thing to you? And they would say championships. That's why there's so many great players that take the vet minimum. And you think of David West, who uh, uh, when he was in Indiana, I think I think it was uh, he could have signed a twelve million dollar deal in 2016, but he didn't. And then he went to the Spurs to sign a vet minimum for one point four million. I mean, these guys are countlessly doing it over and over again because that that drive to win in them is so great that they 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 have to win. I mean, they they that's that that's what consumes them to where he's willing to put down thirteen million dollars on the table so he can say, "I want to be a part of a championship team." You good? <laughs> I'm good. Got a little. I'm good. I got it. I got, got a little. I get, I'm getting there. excited. And I I got. I, got I, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate and uh, I have I have really bad allergies during the season during this fall pippin season. Over here, Dalen. Snotty Pippen. That was funny. <laughs> Just getting emotional over here. <laughs> no, but that um, was, that was real funny. But, I appreciate that. But, appreciate you pointing it out too. No one else saw it because I was hiding behind the mic, but you saw it. So. I saw it. You threw off your whole flow. 
my flow. I didn't throw off my flow. I, I was, was about to jump in, and then I was, was like, whoa. was just staring, bro. Right. That's because I roasted him there, Dalen. We, <laughs> no, we you know who the winner is. Making fun of those grocery store commercials. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no, look. I don't even, I, I'm trying to rewind to I won. What you like, what you like. <laughs> <laughs> totally distracted me. No, look, I mean, yes, you can, you know, you, the, you know those those guys can you know you can win and like you said you know it may be uh david west you know oh it's important but but you look at a guy like david west david west could sign the vest he he signed the vet minimum to join the spurs and didn't win he didn't, but then he ended up doing with the warriors and didn't then win the, didn't win the championship he ended up winning with the warriors he he ended up winning with the warriors but imagine if he signs with the spurs and and no one picks him up you know, or the Warriors don't decide just don't decide to pick him up, and they decide to you know go with someone else, and he ends up you know losing the money. I mean that that happens to guys. You get like Latrell Sprewell, you know, who's you know, I was he said no, I want I want to hold out for more money, and then no one picks him up. So he could have signed a, you know, I think like a forty million dollar contract with the Wolves, and then he's like, nah, I'm gonna I want more money, and then nobody signs him, so he has zero dollars. So I mean. You could be in a situation where you go, well, I'm going to take less money to go win a championship. You don't win, and then you know you don't get picked up. I mean, you look at Tracy McGrady did that with the Spurs. He took less money, decided to come with the Spurs, and we didn't win. So now he has no ring, and he didn't have he didn't get the money too. As the late great Kobe Bryant once said, "Friends come and go, but banners hang forever." And I want to say this. He said friends, bro. He didn't say money. And I'm going to say, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. And I'm going to say money will come and go. But banners, they hang forever. That money can't, that money lasts. That money, that generational wealth, bro. Not always does that it. Mo- that, that but, money but, but you, you still have that opportunity to get that wealth while also getting that championship. Why not get both? But again, it's not always guaranteed. Like that's the risk you take is you say no money. It is a risk. It is a risk. It's you, definitely a risk. You say no money and no champion. And again, that's you trying to. But what what players what players have come out and said, man, I regret chasing that championship. I don't think I've ever heard that. I don't think I've ever heard a player say, man, I regret chasing that ring or trying to get that ring. Mm, I mean, but you've heard players say, I never, I don't regret taking the money, like Carmelo Anthony. He he said he could have he he could have joined the big three instead of being Chris Bosh. It was supposed to be Mello. He said I'm taking that money, and he says I have no regrets taking the money. So I mean, y- you got guys who, you know, clearly they're not going to turn down money. And and even then, he didn't even sign the full max because he tried to leave room to sign for the Knicks to sign other players too. They obviously didn't get you know didn't get the players they I think they got uh, Amari Stoudemire was the one play, was the one player they got, but. You know, so I, I, there's guys on both sides, and and I would say, I think if guys like when they look back at their whole career, especially the ones who were like, I don't know, we haven't talked to them. I think we need to get more people on the show so we can talk to them. I say um, try to get that ring. I say take the bag, Dalen. What are your thoughts? I mean, I I, I agree with both of you. I'm, I mean, I see where you're both coming from. I think at the end of the day, too, I think the question is, do you, what do you value more as an NBA player? Do NBA pl- players value the money more or do they value their legacy more? And I think at the end of the day, depending on what it, their answer is, that's that's their decision. If, if they're all about the money, then, yeah, they're going to take whatever money comes their way and they're going to just be okay with that. But if they, like Ryan was saying, a lot of guys will turn down the money to chase that ring. And at the end of the day, 
if they get that ring, that's the, they gave up the money for the ring and vice versa. I'm going to give up. I'm giving up this money, but I know or, you know, hopefully I'm going to get that ring or I'm going to give up the ring and take the, the 40 million. So it's like it, it's tough. It really is because you look at and I think I don't know. I just think obviously that the two eras of basketball are, are, are the eras of basketball are different where you weren't getting these max contracts, you know, back in the day where yeah. you had the opportunity to take the take the the money or the ring. Everyone in, in Jordan's era were, were ring chasers. Everyone wanted a ring, you know, more so than the money because th- there wasn't, you yeah. know, these fat contracts where now players are, are faced with a two hundred a five-year $240 million contract or I'm going to go sign somewhere else for less but have an opportunity to win a ring or two. I think when you look at it in that in that perspective, it, it may change what you really value. And I think that's that's my biggest point is – is what do you value more? Yeah. It, the, you know, the, 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 the bag or, or, or the ring. So you both have very good points, very good, you know, arguments as to, you know, you know, what, what, why you guys said what you guys said. But in my opinion, I mean, I think I lean more towards, more towards the legacy aspect, especially now. I mean, I think that if I played in, in Jordan's era, for sure, the ring, the ring, the ring, but now it's like, Hey, am I really gonna turn down two hundred forty million dollars for the the you know maybe the the chance to to win a you know to win a ring? So I don't know. It's it's a tough one, but like I I would love to see you know maybe the NBA take a poll of like you know the money or the ring. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just the champ. You know, because I think you do at the end of someone's career. You look at say Charles Barkley, you know, a great player, but what's the one thing he gets roasted about the most on 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 TNT? He doesn't have a ring, and 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 Shaq clowns him all yeah. the time that he's not an NBA champion, but it's like nowadays you want a ring so bad. Everybody everybody wants a ring, but there's there's money waved in your face of you know stay here, stay here, and and, and you know get 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 the bag. So it, it's hard, it's tough, but you know you just uh, whatever your perspective, whatever is. your perspective is, and really what you value more. Yeah. Um. So that that's kind of where. Uh, I, I'm at, but uh, I think you guys did a, a great job at, at, at discussing this one. I would love to hear what the people have to say on this yeah, one. Yeah, I, I want to so, see. What do you think right. is more important? The bag? We could put a little... Uh, Cha-ching. A little, little, uh, little baggy money emoji, emoji there. There you go. <laughs> or the legacy. I don't know. Put what, some trophies. A trophy or there something like that. What's more What's more important to you? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, let us know. We're going to put a poll up on social media and, and see what you think. The, uh, the legacy... Or the money. So that was, a, that that was a good discussion. Get your chickens. Take care of y'all chickens. You know? <laughs> <laughs> a little Marshawn Lynch reference there. So well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Water Break. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And we'll catch you on the next one. Stay hydrated. Thanks for listening to another episode of Water Break. New episodes get released every Monday and Wednesday. So be sure to hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast app you're listening to right now to be notified when a new episode is available. For more exclusive content, check us out on Instagram at WaterBreakPod, or you can watch us on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Stay hydrated.